And welcome to another episode of A Talk of Opportunity. This is Jose, and with me as usual, Andrew. Hi, my name is Andrew, and I am a dice addict. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, Andrew. I bought my first set of dice when I was 16, and it's only been worse since. (laughs) Thank you for for being so open with us. And today we're talking about dice and tabletop accessories. You won't know the things I did for the Rolling, a clink, 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 clank stones. Is that what uh, the goblin is calling? Click, click, clack stones. Click, clack stones. Or math rocks. <laughs> oh, Clickety, man. clackety, I hope for attacking. Hey, Andrew, we're talking today about our favorite things about a uh, tabletop <clears throat> RPG that is that, that doesn't involve the books. Yes. We're talking about the dice. Now, the funny thing. The funny thing about, before we get too further into the podcast, I sold Teresa on this, saying D&D is a low-budget hobby, because all you need is just the three books. You know, if you want the other books, you know, they're supplementals, it's fine, but you don't need them. You just need the three books. And she's like, okay. And about $100 on Dice Later. (laughs) We're here talking about our problems. So, yeah. uh, but before we get started, let's talk a, a little bit about the. Let's talk about the other problems our, that I have. <laughs> our drink of choice, <laughs> Andrew. What are you drinking today? I got myself a uh, a terrapin luau. That's the passion fruit, orange, and guava one. Uh, Ooh, let me see again. Uh, let me see. Can... Oh, nice! I've seen yeah. those. It's pretty, it's pretty good. I mean, it's like a. It's not. It's not. Um, I don't really get the guava, but guava is pretty mellow to begin with. So, you know, but That's it is true. good. It's very tropical. Today I'm drinking a stone, notorious pug. Pug. Yes, it is a Berliner Weiser style ale with added passion fruit, orange and guava. I'm pretty sure it's pronounced notorious P-O-G, like notorious B-I-G. Oh, I, I know. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Beer is uh, let's check out the beer is back now in pog form. <laughs> in pog form. I, unlike Andrew, pour my beer on a glass before I drink it. I don't it. like doing. He's a monster. He's a monstrous beast who drinks it straight from the can. I don't like can. doing dishes. Like a <laughs> There's actually a beer. There's actually an IPA that tells you like don't pour it out. Drink it straight from the can. Yeah, oh, really? it's called the. Um... Okay, this one is really grapefruity. Yes, it smell. Ooh, um, what's it called? It's by the Alchemist. It's called Heady Topper. It's a it's an IPA, and and it says and it even says like on the can like drink from the can. The reason why that is is because inside the can it has like hop resin or something like that, and it's like it's like if you oh. pour it out into a glass, like yeah, it's gonna taste good, but you're not gonna get the full like profile that they want you to. So they yeah, nice. so they advise you to drink straight from the can. Well, this uh, this is Tony uh, Nitorio's pug. Pug. Uh, it's pretty. It's pretty good. It's uh, it's only four point seven alcohol, uh, but it uh, 
it has a nice um, passion fruit taste mm-hmm. to it. It doesn't have like the overpowered fruit uh, that overpowers the beer itself. Um, it's very mellow. I love That's it. Good. And and refreshing. Stone's good. I never had a bad beer from Stone. That's true. I had like two of them. Huh? This one and then the. Oh no, I haven't drank the other one yet. That's the Imperial IPA. Oh. It's waiting for me. Have you had the It's just sitting there, sitting there judging me. You need to have their arrogant bastard uh ale. Cause man, that's like that's the only beer that gave me like legit whiskey face. <laughs> like, Jesus. like I drank it, I was like, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> and Teresa's like, is it good? I'm like, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. But I can't drink it yeah. too. Hmm. <laughs> This shit is like juice. I love it. And it's funny because the arrogant bastard ale, it says on the can, like, you can't handle this. And I'm like, yeah, watch me. And I'm like, they were right. I, <laughs> I tempted the gods and they laugh at me. <laughs> Why didn't I listen? <laughs> oh, man. You know what else I didn't listen to when they told me? <laughs> what? They told me they told me not to buy more dice. Oh, yeah. No, no. And guess what I do? Don't listen to them. <laughs> I, keep, I keep buying more dice. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Andrew. Yes. The big question in my head right now, in my mind, I mean, is the following: plastic resin or metal? Oh, okay. So, metal. Anybody that knows me know, knows I'm gonna resin. No. Okay. Hold on. Resin. You're wrong. All right. Hold on. Let me. I'll have to crack my knuckles for this one. I'm gonna have to. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna debate the way the Republican Party debates <laughs> about insulting each other. <laughs> Okay, okay, uh, uh, Jose, you have the floor. Go right on ahead. So I believe Wrong. that plastic. Re- oh. <laughs> Damn it, you fucking dark. <laughs> uh, no, but this is why this is why I like resin better than uh, uh, metal. Okay, okay. Don't cut me off. Okay, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not actually gonna catch you. <laughs> Because every time I use metal, we're, we're out of RNC mode. You're fine. Yeah. <laughs> every time I use metal, mm-hmm. they feel great. Don't get me wrong. But when you roll them, they fucking don't roll. They slide sometimes. And then if you do it on a bare table, it like nicks the table. Yeah. I've never actually had the sliding problem. However, if you are going with metal, you definitely need a dice tray <laughs> or something to roll it in. Um, yeah. Because. I think it was at your house. I had some metal dice and I rolled it and I'm like, and, and you could see like the, the trail of indents. I was like, oh, no. because I have because I have like the, the Ikea wood uh, table that mm-hmm. we were using. And I remember that because you rolled it and it was like clink. And like, oh, because like, because when, when we were playing Lost Minds of Fandelver, um, I had the I have the blue and gold metal dice that I have. Mm-hmm. And and we played it on the dining room table, and Teresa's like, "You are using a dice tray, <laughs> like, dude. <laughs> dude." And sometimes they're, they're sometimes they're fucking sharp as hell. They are because when I got my, the first metal dice I got was actually fun story was from a uh, Reddit gifts. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you ever done a Reddit gifts. Yeah, I, I, I've heard of it, so I, I know what it is. Like the right, the guy like read like one of my. It was, I just mentioned that I was getting into D and D, and he sent me a care package with like a shit ton of minis. And then a set of metal copper dice, actually, okay. specifically copper. Ooh. And the D4, like if you step on that, it's going through your foot. It's right. super sharp. Right. The um, but they feel great. They do feel great. He was like, he was like, uh, um, what did he say? He was like, um, whip these out whenever you are 
uh, to show your players dominance. Yeah, yeah. Those, those are those, those are what I call the boss dice. You know, yeah. because I have I have two sets of metal dice. I have the dwarven ones, and then I have the blue yeah. and gold. And the dwarven, the dwarven ones are really cool. The dwarven though. ones are really cool. They're kind of hard to read, though. Um, yeah, yeah. Like like in low light settings, like I'm like, what was that? Is that okay? <laughs> you know, you're gonna get your reading glasses, right? <laughs> like, no, I need a, no, a like, I need like a flashlight on them sometimes. <laughs> um, but they have the rounded edges. Just the blue and gold, are sharp as shit. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is when you throw your enemies <laughs> yeah just like peg them right in the eye <laughs> or like whatever you're gonna do um but what i really like about the um metal dice is that they're from what i've what i've noticed is that they're consistent and so in the and so far in the fact like you know how consistently bad are they supposed to be oh, random and not oh consistent <laughs> no 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 i i i was going to say i know that sounds weird but what i mean is that like you know how you get like some resin dice like if you get like a bad like chess x dice <laughs> chess x yeah. yeah like you know you're always gonna get, like roll like a certain number or like a certain like group of numbers you're, like okay yeah. whoever made this like whatever messed with the uh, production process or whatever Right. But metal dice, it's always been like I've never like rolled like and like the same couple of numbers more than like constantly low or constantly high. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's funny because like <laughs> I don't think my players know this, but when I first uh, when I first invited them to play D and D for the first time, I made a little care package for all of them, and I bought like uh, it was an Amazon like Chinese bundle of uh of dice because I was like oh it's like five bucks and it brought like enough for all the players. Right. So I got those and they came in like a nice little like uh, velvet bag and it was so cute or whatever. And three out of the two uh, sets that I had just roll like shit. Yep. And like the whole time, like I want to think it's like, I'm pretty sure it's because they're really bad quality dice, but I don't want to say that. And they all ended up using like the just two set of dice, even though each of them had their own specific dice. There, there, is, a, and there is a reason why people have dice prison. <laughs> or dice, or dice jail, you know, <laughs> which is which is a big thing in Etsy apparently. Because when I was looking for like D and D stuff on Etsy, everybody's making a dice jail. Dice jail, yeah. Because I have, I even have a set that's kind of like, I think it's a blue and silver. It's a resin set, but it's like a cheap like Chessex like set that mm-hmm. I got like ten bucks of cool stuff or something like that. But yeah, it's like all right, this D twenty sucks, and I'm just gonna like yeah. <laughs> just put it away. But that's and you can tell, you can tell like. Uh, there's um, you can tell when they're Chessex versus like a different brand like Game Science or something like yeah, that. Yeah, Chessex feels cheap, <clears throat> like it feels light, mm-hmm. and you know, like uh, they're pretty and they're fine for like a, a quick game or whatever. I mean, they're fine for any game really, but like after rolling them for a couple times, you're gonna realize which one are the bad dice. Yeah. And I know people are like, oh, they're just dice; they can roll whatever. Like, no, right? You know, but if you, but if you're like a dedicated D and D player, you don't want dice that are constantly rolling like threes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, yeah. Unless you're a, unless you're a divination wizard, <laughs> in which case that's true. In which case uh, then you then you bring those out of the, yeah. out of jail, dice jail. <laughs> yeah, like some sort of like Suicide Squad thing. Like, all right, I'm gonna need you for one job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, but it's funny because like the what 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 inspired this talk uh, this topic was um, a friend of a friend started a company on on, on Instagram mm-hmm. with dice. Right. And she's been posting pictures of her of the dice she's making with tag like you know coming soon, coming soon. Do you want to? And bro, they're. Do you, do you want to? I wanted some of them. They look so nice. Do you want to? Because do they you want to plug the dice company or no? 
No, I don't want to plug this <laughs> company because my review, my review is not, oh, it's not okay. too, too good. Uh, no, it, it's no, not no. even, it's, it's not even a review. It's just a comment. Mm. But the reason was because, um, actually, yeah, fuck it. I'll plug it. Even though nobody's gonna listen, it's a uh, dagger and dice. Okay. It's the name of the company. Brand new. Searching them on Instagram, you'll find them. She has a store online as well. But I was really excited because she made them from scratch, which apparently is not hard to do either. You just buy the molds and like. A, couple, a little bit of time and a, a, a small investment it's, uh, in, in some equipment. I would imagine it's probably one of those things that it's it's easy to do, but it's hard to do well, you know? Right, Yeah. right. And, like, I think the most expensive thing is a vacuum chamber. Okay. That, 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 I think that was, like, 60 bucks online, you know? Yeah. Anyways, uh, but she kept posting pictures, dude, and they were so beautiful. They were, like, they had, like, little, like, particles inside of it gold flakes she even put like i saw a recent one that she put um like rose petals very thematic very nice they're the sharp edges ones they're not even the round edges Mm -hmm. so like they're super super nice and they look beautiful so the whole time i'm waiting for the store to open because i wanted i wanted a set and i you know i'm willing to like 30 dollars for for dice uh handmade dice right Mm -hmm. she finally opens the 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 company and it was like 60 dollars per set (gasps) And I'm sorry, I really want to help, but I cannot justify sixty dollars not for on a set of dice, not for resin plastic dice. dice. Yeah, not, yeah, not for resin dice. I'm sorry. Whereas, yeah, they're beautiful, and if you can afford it, go for it because I'm pretty sure they're, they're they roll really well. They're beautiful, and I but I cannot justify sixty dollars on plastic dice. Mm-hmm. Even even for someone like <laughs> me, that's like, oh shit, I need to get these like Cthulhu dice or like you know mm-hmm. whatever dice. I'm like, ah, in this economy. <laughs> <laughs> and, the, and we're not even harder because we're playing online all the time anyways that's so something like, else i wanted to touch on it's like we're always <laughs> playing online so why the fuck are we buying dice but we i don't know but like recently i just bought like the silver hand ones from the dungeons and dragons because mm-hmm. they look so fucking nice and i just bought them i opened the box i looked at the contents i grabbed the dice and just put them in my big bowl of yep. and, that, and that's, <laughs> that's it. That's it. They, they, went into, they went to the bottomless pit, never to be seen again. <laughs> Kristen looks at me and is like, you know, just because we have a bowl of dice, I don't you have to fill it up, right? And I'm like, that, that's how much. Shush, woman. I can't tell you how hard it was to resist the first time I went to your cool stuff, Inc., and saw the picture of dice. Where like yeah. just like fill that. <laughs> Teresa's like no 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 Andrew I know what you're thinking stop <laughs> and I'm like same thing <laughs> <laughs> just so you guys just so you guys know the cool stuff I work at now uh, when you walk in there's a it's a it's a fish tank filled with dice <laughs> That's a and for like fish five tank. yeah and for like five bucks I think it is you can fill a mug with dice you Dip it in there and grab all the dice that you can, and you just get you get all those. And dice. they actually like but encourage it, like stacking dice, like you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like str- get as many as you strategically. can. Strategically, the thing is, yeah, and the thing is that it's not just a regular like coffee mug; it's like a soup mug, like the really big, thick ones. I thought it was like a um, not not a soup mug. What am I thinking of? Like one of those big like German beer mugs, a Stein. I thought it was a Stein. No, no, no. It was. It's, it's, it looks like a mug, but when you grab it. It's big. Like you can you can put a, like you can you can put a whole can of soup in there and eat it out of oh, it. Oh, okay. That's why I call it a soup mug because they're like extra extra big. Right. Like the uh, if you see friends when they gave them like the coffee mug and it's huge. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like that. Um, I, like the hipster I asked stuff. for a small. <laughs> <laughs> 
This is a small circle. <laughs> what does a large one come in? In the in the in the fish tank? It's essentially it's essentially a, a bowl of pho with a handle on it. Like that's yeah. <laughs> Dude, trust me, same same with me. I like I was so tempted. Um but if you look closely, because cool stuff is not the only store that does that. There's like other stores that do right. that. It's like a thing. Um, but if you look closely, they're just they're mainly like a lot of D20s. Right. It's not like yeah, a I, I, I would like imagine that. that's like the actual bargain bin of dice where it's like, OK, yeah, like yeah. no one. I mean, it, you know. Yeah, it's fun to just have like a bunch of dice and just have that be the bottom of the barrel and then put your good dice on top. That situation. It is. Um, it, it, it does make like a really good situation. Like what you have where you have like the bowl of dice. You're like, mm-hmm. ah, nerds live here. But I'm like, I wouldn't ever actually use those dice. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <You know>? Exactly. <laughs> well, I mean, to be. To be fair, the dice I have there are actually really nice dice. Oh, are they? Okay. okay, but I'm I'm saying like if you were to get like the coffee, the mug, yeah, yeah. the mug of the mug of dice. Yeah, because <laughs> I was like, I have all these really nice dice. I have the Tomb of Annihilation set. I have the the um, to Avernus set. I have the Lady Silverhand set. I have some uh, gamer dice, um, game science dice in there. Ooh. Like, there's some really nice looking sets, but they're like hidden because I don't play on tabletops anymore i play it digital so i'm like what the fuck am i doing with all these well i love these dice and i'm like look just put them on the the real the real problem with it is is because online has made it so easier to use their quote-unquote dice you know where yeah. like where like you, you you click on it and it gives you a value immediately instead of rolling you're like okay i gotta plus five. yeah <laughs> you know yeah. and like that yeah. that little bit of like doing quick maths can really it doesn't kill the momentum, but you know, if you're not like Johnny on the spot, it really does like right. deflate it. Well, I mean, if you're, if you're just a fighter, it doesn't kill the momentum. But if you're a wizard and you have like sixty sixes running through yep. or something, or a rogue, you know, then it does slow it down. So, I mean, but I miss it, man. I miss I miss tabletop like actual rolling I dice. Just really- There's nothing more satisfying than like rolling the d twenty. And you get that D twenty, like the, the natural twenty. You're like, yes. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the the green number is like, it's still like, ooh, but it's not. It, it's not the same. It, it's not the same as that dice just going like, boom, like on the twenty. Yeah. <laughs> or or but, or if you have like a really cool set, like it's the logo or something like that. Right. I actually just realized, but, right, I have, which is you gave me a set of Avernus dice. Would you be Would you be opposed to me using those? Do what? <laughs> the Avernus the dice. Avernus? Yeah, that you gave me. Yes, I will be up. Oh, I'm sorry. Fine. I'm trying to. I'm trying to keep everything in in rolled for you. Yeah, you suck. I'm being. I'm being a stickler. You're killing my man. fun. Yeah. The, you, I, you heard it I here. Know. You heard it here. The DM is killing my fun. <laughs> All right. I tried. I tried to make a multi class using three classes, and he killed my fun on that. I did. No. <laughs> I told you you can multi-class all you want. No, 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 it's all right. No, you don't. You don't need to do damage control now. The truth's already out there. <laughs> oh god, I'm gonna get canceled, am I? <laughs> by our by our two listeners. If I'm dead before the next session, you know why? It wasn't an accident. <laughs> you almost died in this session. <laughs> I don't want to hear. I'm talking about real life. Oh, <laughs> like, real life. Oh, okay. Like if my car blows up or something. I'm bringing. I'm bringing out the truth. <laughs> I'm a whistleblower. By by the reason I'm going to work. <laughs> Ave Maria plays slowly in the background. (laughs) Wait, we go to work at the same time. (laughs) You know, that one day she has up. You know, it's really weird that Andrew has to work second shift this one day. (laughs) (laughs) Very strange stuff, really. Oh, man. Um, So let's talk about, do you have like any dice that you've seen that are just kind of like, like I need to get those. I, like those are so fucking cool. I'll be honest with you, the meteorite dice that we talked about, like and the like the obsidian dice. Like, 
was it Obsidian? It was like in the second <laughs> or third episode where we were talking about like weird dice where it's like, oh, mammoth shit kind of dice. But like, but there there was like one. The meteor. Yes. Yeah. The meteorite ones. I was like, oh, that's actually kind of cool. <laughs> okay. Is there any like that are like kind of cheap? And, like, <laughs> like, any realistic ones? <laughs> <laughs> um, off the top of my head, not really. But let me see. Because there, there, there was a couple. I would honestly like to have some. Um, uh, you just, oh, there's something we haven't talked about. You just though. said it. Was it game science? No, game, game, gamers, game science dice. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I would really like some game science dice because those are awesome. I have, I have a set, and I bought it because I was playing a cleric, mm-hmm. and it was they're white with golden uh, numbers, and those are the most balanced dice i have ever used really i have i have never felt Ooh. the either like oh i've never felt the either like oh i'm, have to, I'm gonna use this because it's gonna roll really well i know it uh-huh. or the oh i'm not gonna use this dice because it's gonna roll me a one like it's been doing all game no like i have gotten consistently different results through the whole game and it feels great like using a truly random and the guy the the founder of game science he has a couple of videos on youtube explaining how he does it mm-hmm. Uh, because essentially, I think the 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 it comes down to doing smaller batches because big companies do like massive batches, and when they polish them, they they do on e- on even polishing yeah. on the dice. Yeah, I, I and with game, yeah, with gamer science, they try to keep it as even as possible, and they test all of them on a uh, uh, like a like a water thing, and if they if they don't. So, like, if they don't flip to the same number constantly, they use those. Yeah, I, I the rest they put them. To, I really like that to, game to, science video where they actually break down, like, you know, it, like, oh, big companies, and like they don't say the name, but we all know who we're talking it's about. Jessex. Yeah, like big companies, <laughs> they'll usually like throw them through a rock tumbler, blah blah blah. And what that really mm-hmm. does is like that breaks down the material on the inside, and yada yada yada, and you know, like yeah. stuff like that. So yeah. I, well, and then he also stacks. He texts. He stacks the d20s next to each other, mm-hmm. and because of the difference in sides, the difference in sides. To each side of the die, you can like you see the chess X next to the gamer science, and like the chesses are like really tall. Mm-hmm. Like even though it's the same number of dice, it's like really tall because they're so uneven. Yeah. And then the gamer science are all like the same constantly yep. throughout. You know, and it's it's cool to see that. And and they're really I want to get more, but for some reason they don't have a big selection on uh on on their website. Um, I think I think it's more of a quality over quantity thing. Yes. Which I, yes. Which I, and I, can, I, think, I can really respect that. Yep, and the cool thing about them is that they don't necessarily like you can choose to select the color of the numbers if you want to, mm-hmm. and I don't. I think it's like a dollar extra for them to do it because they do it manually, right? Um, or you can just buy the the whatever ink you want and do it yourself, so they come blank, like the old school, uh, like, the, like, the, like the like the old school dice. Okay. Oh jeez, yeah. I don't know if I want to do that. <laughs> well, you can you you can tell them. I think if you go to the website and you like select it. Um, yeah, you can ask plain or inked, and then you can do. Oh, it's five dollars. Uh, so a, a set will cost you sixteen dollars as a seven a seven die set. Um, but you can use white ink, black ink, blue ink, ultramarine ink, green, yeah, yellow, silver, gold, pink, copper, red. Okay. So right. yeah, it's pretty neat. And uh, trust me, these are the best dice I've ever used. I still use them. Like when I when I was playing tabletop at work. Um, I was using and I fucking love them. They're great. What the the one I always wanted to get, I always wanted to get 
like the super large D twenty, <laughs> like the ones like Me the, too. the ones like the size of like yeah. a softball. You know what I'm talking about? Well, there's two. There's there's that one that's like the size of a softball, which is like a plastic plush, mm-hmm. and then there's a massive one that you can sit on. Oh, no, 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 I'm talking about like there's like an actual D, like not a plush, like an actual D twenty. Oh really? Yeah, you just like yeah. There's um there's a website. Uh, <laughs> Norse Foundry. It's a forty-five millimeter size dice. It's like it's like the size of a fist. Jesus! <laughs> yeah, it's called the Boulder. <laughs> that's for serious business. Yeah, that's that's. It's like if you if you see like the DM like opening up just a case and and you can see the di- the dice the big dice and he rolls it. You sure? <laughs> you start sweating like oh shit <laughs> shit gets kind of real. Oh man! Um, for me though, I think the dice that I will I, I wanted to get because I think they're so cool are the um, surprisingly enough not D and D dice. They were the cyberpunk dice. Oh okay okay. Yeah. Um, luckily enough, I had a friend who went to Gamescon that year that they had the uh, the cyberpunk starter or jumpstart kit mm-hmm. available, and he got it for me. And if you bought it there, they give you an extra die of your choosing, so you can get another cyberpunk or a Witcher one. So I have a I have a D10 Witcher dice and then I have a complete set of uh, cyberpunk dice and it looks so nice because they have like the oh, cyberpunk design around the numbers, mm-hmm. you know, and those dice, man, they look really nice. I haven't rolled them because I haven't had a reason to. <laughs> yeah, um, that's uh, <laughs> yeah, but but they look they look really nice. One thing I wish there was more out there of is themed uh, dice. What do you mean? Like, like, are you talking about like Call of Cthulhu kind of thing? I've seen the Call of Cthulhu ones, which kind of makes sense. But like, I wanted if somebody takes this, this idea and runs away with it, feel free. But I don't think it's one thing I wanted to do is to make my own dice, um, but design each dice depending on class and also race. I am the class one. I'm fairly certain I've seen that before. Hold on. I've seen uh, I've seen one that does something similar, but it's not all of them, and some of them look really shitty. <laughs> I hate to say it, but some of them look like garbage. <laughs> <laughs> how about how about uh, wooden dice, Andrew? I'm okay with wooden dice. The only problem is it's or- depending on the wood, because that's something. I mean, because like the thing about resin and metal dice, like if, you know. If 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 you're in a situation where it's you know everyone's there and you're having like drinks and snacks and whatnot you know like oh no someone spills a drink oh god get the paper out of the way don't worry about the dice it's fine but if you have right. like a wooden dice and that you know depending on the wood and how it, how it was treated or something like that you're gonna have like a really weird warp dice that like yeah <laughs> so they look they look really nice but I think those are more for display in my opinion yeah I you know? I would I mean. I've actually never seen a never seen a set of wooden dice like in action. Me neither. Not in real life. No. no. Um, however, though, a set of dice that I will get at one point in my life is the freaking um, wormwood uh, obsidian dice. Mm-hmm. Bro, those I will never roll those though. Those are just for display on my case. Yeah. Or- they look gorgeous, made with obsidian stone. A hundred dollars. Is it a hundred dollars? I think so. Think it's so. it's some it's it's like really close. It's like ninety five or something like that. It's it, yeah. It might as well be like a hundred dollars, or or one of the dice I would like to get is like one of the original D twenties, like the oh. like the soft <laughs> the D- red box one. Yeah, yeah, like the super soft D twenties that are all like it's like pretty much a ball. That's how many that's how many times it's been rolled. You know, like before they like really mastered like how to make dice. Um. 
But going back to like metal versus resin. Uh, $95 for the obsidian dice. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I figured as much. Going back with metal versus resin. Um, the thing about metal is that you buy metal dice, you kind of get what you pay for. Like, yeah, they might be a little bit on the more expensive side, like 20 to $30. That's not. <laughs> I think I've seen them usually around the $30 range. Yeah. yeah. Um, depending on what. Usually like maybe around the teens, depending on uh, which company you're going to. But it's also like, like I said, you get what you pay for. Whereas resin dice, no pun intended, it's like a roll of the dice. If you get, if you like go to a store and just get, you know, like a pack you of dice. You have to know where you're getting it from for sure. Yeah. I mean, and, and again, like, you know, if 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 you're getting, like, chest six dice for, like, an Adventurer's League thing, yeah. It's like seven bucks to yeah, like, chest six what, dice. Yeah, like, whatever. That's cool. Like, yeah, you know. But still, like, if you're, if you're like, dedicated and you know you're going to be playing this game for a while, like, it, it doesn't hurt to at least invest in a good set of dice. <laughs> one. Yeah, a one <laughs> set of dice. Okay, sure. But why, but why are we... Why are we going over about dice when we play virtual? Like, what's what's the big? Why are we obsessing about physical dice? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just like dice, man. <laughs> I think I think it's like the core the core thing of uh, role playing games. That's what makes what that's what makes the game interesting because you don't know what you're gonna roll. I think I think for me, I think it's like a matter of like personality, you know, because like your dice. I'm not saying like you know you have to get a dice that matches your personality, but you can have someone that's like they're bubbly and like you know lighthearted and stuff like that. And they'll have like a brightly colored dice, and you have someone that's like morose and depressed. It's me, and you'll have <laughs> <laughs> the metal pointy spiky dice. Yeah, the one with blacking. Yeah, and the ones with the barbs on the end of it. And stuff like that. Yeah, well, I mean, but you know, it like like your dice kind of say something like about you, you know, kind yeah. of a thing. And also, if you're if if you're um, DMing an online session or just DMing in general. You roll some dice and your players go, wait, what? Why the fuck would you do that? <laughs> Why there's so many dice? Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to do that for like when I was DMing um, in Roll20, just like roll on my screen. Like on, but it's, <sighs> Roll20 just makes it so convenient to just roll well, and shows you the value. Well, I rolled, um, when I, when I was running uh, Curse of Strahd, I rolled, I rolled my dice for like random encounters and stuff like that. Cause I didn't, I didn't want, I didn't want you guys to see a bunch of D20 rolls. And because I don't want to like have to type out whisper rolls or anything like that. So I'm just right. like, hey, you know, if I, it's actually easier just for me to roll the dice in that way, you know, then instead of, you know, typing it all out and crap. So, I mean, but even, but even with that though, like Avernus has macros for all the random encounters, oh, random encounters. See, see, I didn't, I didn't have macros for that, but that's so all I have to do is just like drag and drop it to the screen. It's like a little button and I just click it. And it just rolls and it tells, like, when it rolls, it not only rolls the value, but it tells me the encounter. It should say, it, the macro should be yes or no. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't show it to you guys. It shows it to the GM. Right, right, right. But, yeah, I didn't have that macro. I didn't have that macro. That's probably because it was, I think it was that's, I think they started. I think they started that, like, later yeah, on, it, like, really diving into Roll20 functionality. Yeah, it's probably because it was, like, a, a very early module, so... Talking about Roll20 fictionality. Roll20, if you're listening to us for some god reason, godly reason, um, you want to make money? Make some skins for the dice. Ooh. Just saying. For their 3D dice? <laughs> yeah. Like, hey, here's a, and, and like, you know, I don't know, a dollar, two dollars for a skin. I would say like, like GM. I, I would say like 99 cents would be okay. 
I mean, because it's, vir- it's virtual dice. Like you're- it's virtual, but I mean, you buy a skin on a video game and it's like two, three dollars. Well, it depends Anyways. on the game. If it's a fucking EA game, you're going to be paying like fifteen ninety nine for a skin. That's true. <laughs> but like a dollar for a skin for your dice, dude, I'll be buying so many skins. Because like I appreciate that they can they allow you to change the color of the dice. But like, you know, give us some flavor, man. Like I would I know? would pay more than a dollar, but I would pay a good amount of money for just like a custom like drag your picture here kind of a thing. So Oh, that'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> just just put your face on the dice face. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, great. Uh, but yeah, roll 20. Uh, custom dice uh, skins. That'd be fantastic. Please and thank you. Mm-hmm. Much appreciated. Yeah, how hard is that? Um, yeah, all right. Jeez. Get your shit together. So. <laughs> they, actually, they actually listen to us and they're like, they, they, they pull down the bandwidth on our, on our games <laughs> on Wednesdays. <laughs> like, damn it, roll 20. <laughs> there's, like, there's like a shady guy like like in a meeting room. He's like, cut them off. <laughs> like, while he's, yeah. like, while he's like drumming his fingers together. <laughs> Oh god. Oh, but yeah. I think I think I think dies tell a lot about the player. Um there's nothing however like bringing your own set of dice to a table because you have the people who like come in and they just kind of expect um they expect what's it called? They expect uh, the dice to be there and like they borrow from other people. Right. But when you bring your own dice and when you pull your metal dice and you roll them to do your first attack the sound of them bouncing on the table and it's just nothing there's nothing like it yeah that's why i like dice yeah there 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 really is something to be said about like the i mean the dm is expected to bring dice but there's really something to be said about a player bringing their own dice and you like you see them have like the crown royal bag <laughs> yes <laughs> that's where my dice were and, I, and I crown, everybody has a crown royal dice. yeah i mean why why wouldn't you you, <laughs> you pay 30 dollars for a dice bag and you get a free bottle of liquor with it <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah it's a win-win situation i mean a, me. a free bottle of, like okay liquor but you know yeah <laughs> hey the the apple crown royal is pretty good yeah. but um you know what's funny like my dad my dad bought one of those um <laughs> I went to that place and he's like, you know, he, he's serving me. We're like talking, whatever. And I look at the back and I'm like, do you mind if I keep that? <laughs> and my dad's like, why? Like, don't worry about it. <laughs> no. Sure enough, I got home and I just put all my dice. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, well, it's, it's, it's perfect. It's a, it's a great, like, first, like, time dice bag. Actually, I I, yeah. I would say even better than that because a, a legit Crown Royal bag can carry you a while. So. Talking about dice bags. Do you have have you ever done any research on dice bags? Not on dice bags. And the only reason why that is is because the only dice bag that I had, like the string ripped on it the second mm-hmm. time I got it, I'm like, well, all right, well that's that sucks. <laughs> there's there's this company. Oh, I don't think they're I have on I have seen like the chain mail dice bags, but I'm like, I don't know if I want to put my plastic dice in that. Those are those are cool, but to an extent. There is this company, and I think they just upgraded because this looks way bigger than before. I'm gonna send you a link. Um, it's it's a dice bag. It's made of like felt, 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 felt. Okay, felt, whatever. Um, but it has compartments inside of it. Oh, right? wow. like, yeah, you can put like either like all your D66 in each one or whatever, or like separate them by value, separate them by color. And why would you do it, wait? Why, has, why would you do that? Do what? <laughs> why would you separate them by color? <laughs> <laughs> oh no, we're gonna get canceled. <laughs> canceled. Um, and it has like the little like the little strings that you pull to close mm-hmm. it, right? 
uh, but the bottom of the, the the end of the strings has like little skulls. And the cool thing is that when you open it all the way, it sits on your table. It doesn't like roll or do anything. It has like a base. Oh, that's cool. So it's like a solid little like yeah bag. Oh, I'm I'm personally I'm a fan of like the um like the hard cases. Like uh, what's it? I got a I got a case here. It looks like a D twenty. It was actually a, a friend of mine three uh, D printed it for me. But you know, it's like it's a magnetic top, and it holds all the dice in there. But also, I have like a little—I have two treasure chests: one that holds the dwarf dice, and one that holds the rest. Um, I'm, I, <laughs> I'm just a fan of like the hard cases, like the bags. Like the bags are okay if you're like traveling. <laughs> I don't know why you'd be traveling with dice, but you know, why not? Always be prepared. always be prepared. That's why. That's why I'm gonna get like a D20 like on a necklace. <laughs> yeah, dude. I, I we talked about that, and I, I want to do that too. Always prepared. Like, <laughs> Look at look at Wormwood. They have the the dice vault um, that they make. Wait, well the dice vault is like a little like rectangular piece of wood. It has a, a top of it. It's really nice. It's it's lined with felt. Mm-hmm. You can put your. It's, it's really for one set of dice, but they have a keychain uh, vault. I've which seen is a, that. It's a it's a pentagon. No hexagon shape, um, and it's tiny. It's like for the really small dice. And it's, a, it's actually a keychain with super powerful um, magnets on it. So, like, you're carrying it around wherever you go, and then you just open it. It pops, you know, with enough strength, it pops the uh, the case, and it has, like, a whole set of uh, tiny dice. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just like, this is so fucking cool. But can you imagine if that rolls off the table, that dice is fucking gone. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Just buy another set of dice. Oh, well, <laughs> that was fun while I had them. But that would be, like, something that's, like, you're going to, like, a convention or something like that. You're like, always oh, prepared, like, you know, kind of a deal. Right, Like, right, you know, right. going to Dragon Con or something. Um, yeah, to, to, to make a, to make a uh, not a stand, to make a, a point? No. An impression. I can't think right now. Impression. Yeah. I've been drinking too much. That's okay. You, you have a problem. Um, but <laughs> I'm actually, I'm actually like a really big fan of like the dice boxes that um, Wizard of the Coast has been coming out with, where where yes. where it's it's the box and it has the dice inside, but both sides are felt covered. So it's yep. like so you have two rolling boxes with it. I'm like that, you know. Yep. It probably cost them like half of a cent to put that felt on there, and it's like it's it's such a smart innovation. It made it made the box useful because otherwise people were just gonna throw it away at some yeah, point. I mean, you know, I mean, it's a really pretty box though. But like, I I love those, and I'm so glad they went in that direction because they used to do the. I don't I don't know if you remember, but the um, Gills of Ravnica set and the Tomb of Annihilation set mm-hmm. came in this like um, like a tin. I think like a, like a metal tin. Remember? Yeah, that? yeah, yeah. And then like you open it, and it was like. Yes, you can roll your dice there, but it was like super loud and super mm-hmm. awkward to do it. And it's like, oh, this is just weird. Or even, so I never used it for that. Or even worse, like when when Five E like first came out, it was like that weird like plastic. It was like, okay, here's some dice, yay, all right, go. <laughs> you know, like like <laughs> like like it wasn't like it wasn't even like a container. It was just like mm. it was just like extra hard plastic wrap. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so no, and the, the cool thing is that. Which I appreciate because they didn't just do the bugs um, in line with felt, felt, but they also how do you pronounce it? Felt, felt. Yeah, felt, felt, felt. F e l t. Okay. Um, but they also put like every time you buy a set because they're themed, you buy it. It comes with a bunch of like little extra things. Mm-hmm. So for example, the Avernus one comes with like a bunch of little handouts that he told me not to look which at. You, <laughs> yeah, don't look at it. Actually, because I just went through it. 
you can you can look at it, but you don't don't look at the not, random encounters. I'm not gonna look at it. Don't worry about it. No, I'm just saying because it's really good art. Anyways, so for Avernus, for example, if you're playing in tabletop, like if they encounter a new demon, you pull it out and it has like a nice big colorful picture of the demon, so they can have a good picture of it. Mm-hmm. You know, we play in roll twenty, so we have like the art there. Yeah. But still, it was it's a really nice touch. Um, I also like how it. Their um, dice sets include two d20s, so you can roll for advantage or disadvantage right then and there. So yeah, for for one of them, they did the large d20 and the small d20, mm-hmm. which I appreciated because when you roll, you can be like, oh, the large one is the regular attack, the little one is the advantage, or vice versa, um, or vice versa. Um, mm-hmm. But the last one that I bought, the uh, silver lady, silver lady hand, they're just the same size. Yeah, so they, fine. I think the Avernus one's the same size too. It's just two, probably. Yeah, yeah. I think it was. Uh, uh, Guilds of Ravnica that did that. I mean, because I, I would imagine it's probably just easier for like production reasons just just throwing a d20 in there <laughs> instead of like you know making a cast for a, a, an extra large d20 or some crap like that. So probably, yeah. Probably. I mean, but yeah, they need- I mean, still, it's an extra d20, so it's going to do what it has to do. So for sure, yeah. Um, other than dice, what else have we talked about? We talked about the the boxes. How um, about the actual DM screens? Oh man, I used to collect those. I stopped again because of Roll Twenty, but like every time a new adventure came out, I'll just buy it. Mm-hmm. And for the longest time, it was—I think it is still Whiskits who makes them. It's not actual Wizards of the Coast, but they're so fucking useful. The the um, what's it? I got the Curse of Straw DM screen, and it was so helpful. Even though we were playing online, I had I had the DM screen open. Like out of view because it, ha- it, ha- it has all the useful tables. on Yeah, it. it has like it has like the random encounters and has like it has like a small like mini map on it. And then it has like a list of names in case I need to come up with a name real quick. <laughs> and it's like it's always useful. Yeah. And it's like it's like genre appropriate. And it's, it's like, oh, Vasily and Ivan and crap like that instead of like, right, Steve <laughs> <laughs> and Bob. <laughs> yeah, so. No, I love them. I had I have actually the original one that they came out with. And then the reincarnated version, which is way better because it has like it's more condensed mm-hmm. and it has essentially pretty much all the important stuff that's in the player's handbook on there. I mean, which I, is so useful. I would even say even if you even if you're playing online, I would still have a DM screen handy because just just even the normal DM screen because it has all the rules like oh not all the rules but all like the most commonly used rules like condensed down like right there kind of a thing you know unless you're really okay with flipping through. The DM, <laughs> you know, the Dungeon Master's Guide or something like that. But it's still, like, I mean, yes, there is a companion. You can, like, you know, type it up and whatnot. But, I mean, what if, like, your internet's having a bad day or Roll20 is yeah. just not cooperating? You could still have the DM screen which, right there, you know? Yeah, which I learned that. I remember, like, right before the last session, I was like, uh, oh, I'm not going to use the book. I'm not trying to use Roll20 because everything is there and, I don't, and it has a search functionality. And then towards the end, it started shitting the bed, and it was like I getting the, the red message. Fucking told you, man. <laughs> That's why I always have the book there. I look to the side as, I, as I'm describing what I'm looking for to you guys, and I'm talking. I look to the side, and the book is just like out of my reach. <laughs> and I'm like, damn it. <laughs> That's when you go like, hey, man, I got to use the bathroom real quick. And you go, <laughs> no, I know, but it was like a small thing, too. It wasn't, it wasn't too big of a deal. But yeah, it, it made me think of like you saying, it's like, but what if it goes down? I was like, nah, man. Because you, you, you were like, listen here, old man, the future's now. You don't need the book because it's all right there. I'm like, I, but I know, but I just like having it there. And yeah, and there you go. You got it. Sure enough. <laughs> And you were like, you're like, oh god, I'm never gonna tell Andrew this. I'll never hear the end of it. <laughs> sure enough, but the the DM screens are super useful, and almost every adventure comes with one. I haven't gotten the one for Avernus, um, 
but they're they're super useful um um all the way i have the tomb of annihilation i have the reincarnated one i have the storm kick thunder one i have what else do i have I'm, i have a problem man i buy too many that's okay i'm really curious as to what what um those dm screens contain like what is like just for instance what is the tomb of annihilation one? I, it's probably gonna have the random encounter table i would imagine right the dm screen well i'm glad you asked because i have them right here so i'm gonna tell you everything about it ah um <laughs> yeah, how about that? Um, I have the Tomb of Annihilation here, and I remember the most useful thing for this one, which, by the way, the artwork on this thing is just oh, yeah. gorgeous. Each one of them, that's another thing I like about them is that, because when you pop them on the table, it gives the players, like, a little bit of a... Um, theme. Yeah, yeah, they get to see, like, what the world looks like specifically for that adventure. Um, but this one, this one had... The wilderness encounter table in it. Ah. This thing was so fucking useful because essentially one big part of Tomb of Annihilation, Annihilation with, which you missed, was traveling through the jungle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know, you fucking loser. Um, traveling through the jungle. And like every day you have to do a couple of rolls. You have to be like uh, for the weather, um, because if it's raining, it affects time differently. Uh, there was a big like hexagonal map that I also used on it. Like I... I ripped it out of the book and I put it on a canvas and then like I displayed it to the players. Um, and depending on each section, there was like a just regular ground, dangerous ground and undead ground. Um, and based on all that, you have to roll on these tables to figure out what type of encounter um, was happening that day. Oh, man, that sounds yeah. awesome. It was great because like the players had like a chance to get lost Um if they got lost, they wouldn't know until the next day because I will plop it. I the DM will plop it on the hex because the hex map was blank, okay. so they wouldn't even know if there was like a mountain or a forest or a river in there unless I told them. The Storm King Thunder one. Ah, which you also conveniently have right there next to you. I Look s- at that! I see you prepared for this one. <laughs> the The biggest one was the actual map of the Sword Coast. Mm-hmm. Because the biggest section on this fucking game was trying to find these artifacts, and they had to travel all over the freaking map. Jesus. Yeah. So, like, having a quick reference guide, and you're like, oh, you're here. Okay, so you see these kind of, like, land landmarks. What do you want to do? Mm-hmm. And then guide them through that. And also, it has another tale for, like, wilderness encounter and all that kind of stuff. Right. Well, yeah. the, the Curse of Strahd one, it had random encounters, names. Mm-hmm. Um, a small map of Barovia, and then it had a small version of the Castle Ravenloft map, which I'm like, yeah, how, how did that help you? That's still not helping. <laughs> I appreciate I appreciated uh, Wizards of the Coast, but this is not helping. Yeah, I, I like the effort, but you got, oh, this is. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> um, and then I have right here one that is not being produced anymore, which is the original Dungeons and Dragons 5e. Ah, um, uh, the classic. The classic one um, that came out when the game came out. And this one had, the main thing is the conditions table, um, you know, cover, obscure areas, mm-hmm. like just like the basic um, stuff, um, which comes with a, a nice little sleeve, which has on the other side a <laughs> Adventurous League wants you with a lich pointing at you. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And then I also have the, the Dungeons Masters Reincarnated one, which is, has the big old red dragon in the front. I Which think, again, beautiful, beautiful I think, art. I think every edition of the DM screens have had red dragons because I remember the three point five one had a red dragon on it as well. I can I can see that. Um, the big change on this one was the the spells. 
and like how like the area works. Okay. Like a little like table and like, oh, if you're going to do a cone, this is where it starts. This is how it looks like, blah, blah, that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, that don't, that's it. I have to get the ones for Avernus, which I don't think I have. Um, and slack. I didn't get the one for Waterdeep either because you're slacking. We, we don't talk about that uh, that dark that dark times, the, 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 the darkest timeline. <laughs> That's like what what's the one for Waterdeep gonna have like like uh, how, how 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 to make time pass uh, more interesting? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question. Actually, I don't know what it has. Actually, I, I am. I would imagine it would probably have like the carousing tables and like business tables and stuff like that. If 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 you had a table of players that were like really invested, like hey, let's get this trolls yeah. troll skull manor thing off the ground, like you know. So I think I think also like the random encounters in the city because the problem is that they couldn't do a chase table. Remember when you guys were looking for that MacGuffin and you were like chasing this thing and it was like a robot thing. Mm-hmm. That happens differently depending on what bad guy you guys or the DM decided to run. Oh, really? So they can't have four different DM screens. You know what I mean? Right. So, or yeah, I'm pretty sure it's just like a bunch of random encounters. Actually, what would have been really cool is if it was like like those like plastic sleeves. And it's like, oh, depending on the villain, you know, you, you insert this one here kind of thing. I mean, they could have done that. If they want to put a little bit of effort, um, <laughs> actually, don't you have one of those DM screens? I do. I have. I have a. I have a Cursor Stride one. So. No, no, no. The uh, the one that you put your own information. Oh in. yeah, yeah, yeah. I got uh, the yeah the um, the one that Teresa got me. It's a. It is a. One side is D and D five E, and and you could you can pull out the inserts and turn it over. And it's Pathfinder. Um, oh yeah! <laughs> so just in case, you know, just in case we want to get a little, you know, hipster, we can play Pathfinder. <laughs> um, but it also the surface is dry erase, and it has there's a whole section that's like um, player stats, like okay, player this, name of the character, HP, armor class, passive perception, blah blah blah. Mm, and then, that's helpful. And then there's an area just for the boss, so it's like okay, the boss has this much armor, yeah, yeah. So that way you don't have to constantly keep flipping through it. And because right. it, it's it's dry erase, you can like ee, 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 when someone dies. Just <laughs> so. <laughs> oh man, I do miss I do miss being behind the screen though. There was something about like doing your roles, like they hear it but they can't see it. It's like. I, the thing, the thing about DM screens for me, and this might just be a nostalgia thing, but there's something so exciting and fun about going to the place you're going to play D&D and the DM screen's already set up. And you're like, oh, yeah. God. Yeah, there's something magical about it. I, <laughs> yeah. I, I, it, I miss it so much, dude. It, it's the presentation, you know? Yeah. It's, oh, God. And then, like, like, uh, like I mean, the guys from WebDM has a like, really cool one that looks like a freaking castle. I was actually... Every time I watch one of the videos, I'm like, there's no way that thing can fit notes behind it. <laughs> because because the castle the castle walls are so small, like unless it's like little like um, flashcards or something like that, I'm like there's no way it has rules there. I mean, but I mean we're talking about guys that's been playing since like AD. Yeah. So they yeah. probably they right. probably know the rules like the back of their hand kind of a thing. Yeah. So Yeah. But now DM screens, but you know what else is very important when you're playing uh, Dungeons and Dragons? Dice Towers. I mean, yeah, we yeah. could talk about that, but I, I was going to say tables. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, yeah, tables great. Um, <laughs> but but dice towers, though. <laughs> no, 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 no. no let's, we, 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 can talk, we, can, we can go back around on dice towers. But yes, tables. Now, Andrew. Yes. We're grownups. You have a house. We're looking to move to a house. You know, we are paying taxes. We're thinking about decorating. We are, you know, going to buy new couch, new TV, all this kind of stuff when you're moving. What else does your house need? 
a good a dining room table, a right? A good solid table. Now let me ask you this because I want to get one so bad. What if your dining room table could turn into a gaming table? Okay, hold on. Before you finish, <laughs> we when when we were moving in and we were at we were looking uh, looking at furniture and buying stuff like that. Teresa's like, oh, I really like this dining room table, which ended up being the dining room table that we got because naturally my opinion gets thrown out. <laughs> but but I'm like, oh, but I like this one. And she's like, why do you like that one? And I'm like, it has drawers. Look, you can like put the plates there and stuff. And she knows that it was like felt line. I'm like, you don't want to put plates there. <laughs> I'm like, no, you're right, I don't. <laughs> she's like, no, we're not getting a gaming table. I'm like, oh, come on. <laughs> Dude, and that's an eternal struggle because, like, you don't want to get a dedicated gaming table where that's just it, right? Yeah. Just a dedicated gaming table and then have another dining room table. I mean, if you have the money and the uh, space, why not? Yeah, but I mean, we if, don't. If, I don't. If you're if, if you're Joe Man- Mango Salsa, Mango, what's his name? Mango Salsa. Yeah. <laughs> Mangelano. Man- yeah, Joe, Joe Manga, not the anime. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um Yeah. But, you know, most of us are not as handsome as he is mm-hmm. or loaded as he <laughs> yeah. is. <laughs> handsome. That's the problem. Well, well, I mean, one of us isn't as handsome as he is. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> you're right. Yeah. I, I, yeah. You're, you're, you're completely correct. <laughs> Anyways, on the Internet. I'm also really um, humble, too. <laughs> yeah, very humble. I can I can tell that you can find some really nice gaming tables. But let me tell you one, about one specific one. Oh, my God. I think I know what you're talking You're going to talk that about that Wormwood makes i'm not buying a table that costs as much as a car <laughs> it's it starts at five thousand dollars just for the table but it's handmade you choose everything what kind of wood what kind of finish what kind of felt you know what's cool about this table it's only 20 grand <laughs> what <laughs> it has a, a a a um the surface where you play first of all it's reversible so the table as is it's indented it's like Kind of like a poker table where it's like a, you know what I mean? You put the cards yeah, down yeah, yeah. and it has like, like it's raised. It's sunken. Yeah. Yeah. It's sunken. There you go. You can choose because um, it, it has paneling that you can turn over. So if you want it to be wooden, you can turn it over. If you want it to be felt, you turn it the other way. But the cool thing is it has a little uh, circle on the side, a little hole on the side, and you put this little handle in and you turn it. <laughs> And it, ri- it raises the level of the freaking gaming um, area. Mm-hmm. So if you want it to be like flush with the table, you can do that. Or if you want it sunken, you can do that. And then for an extra $2,000, oh, okay. can, you can buy a topper that you put on top of all of this. So if you have a big old game of like, let's say, Twilight Imperium going on with all your things on there, you just lower it <laughs> and then put the topper on top, which is waterproof. And then you can put food on top of it. For two thousand dollars, and, and and eat like a normal person. But that's not all. You can buy matching chairs for eight hundred and fifty dollars each. What if, what if you are like eight hours into a, a short game of Twilight Imperium, and all right. of a sudden you remember that your parents are coming over? <laughs> you quickly lower it, and then you just put the top. Distracting. You know what else is cool about this table? What? It has a metal edge all around it where you can put things like a cup holder or a, another mini table to the side where you can put your character stuff for D&D. Or you can... How much and is it for all a, together? For a mere sum of $2,500 extra, 
you can have it delivered to your house. And they wear gloves because it's all Wait, 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 wait. $2,000 for delivery? <laughs> if, you wanna, if you want a table with a topper and all of the freaking ta- um, chairs, matching chairs, it will come to almost $1,500. Wait, you mean $15,000? I'm sorry, fifteen. Th- no. You said $1,500. Yeah, $15,000, sorry. Yeah, it, okay. So I'm going to reiterate. I'm not going to buy a table that costs as much as a car. Oh, hold on. I just got an email. Oh, we just got the sponsorship from Wormwood. I, th- I think that sounds like a great investment. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody go to uh, Wormwood forward slash attack of opportunity to get 5% off of this ticket. <laughs> ticket for an extra $2,000. You can get our logo engraved on like the bottom so you can never see it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, Andrew, what do you say? Like, this table sounds amazing. Fuck that. I'm not buying that. $15,000. If for an extra $5,000, you, you can get, like, mammoth tusk inserts or some what, crap what, like what, kill, what killed me, though, was... Because a table, I can I can maybe, like, justify the $5,000 for the table. But then when I read that it starts at $5,000, I'm like, okay... Then you start adding everything. Like it, that, that's but everything I told you is like the basics. By the way, you can add more stuff. But then each chair, like I think the, the cheapest chair was like three hundred and fifty dollars. No, the cheapest one. I'm like, what the hell? No. How does this happen? Anyways, let's say you're not rich like I am, and you want uh, just a regular. Wait, wait, more- wait, wait. You mean you're not rich or you're you are rich? But no, I, that's that's for you to find out. <laughs> Let's say, unlike me, you're some unwashed peasant, <laughs> and you're sick and tired of playing on on a grocery cart with tarp over it. <laughs> um, there's other options out there for you, and one of the nicest ones that I found is actually the BoardGameTables.com Jasper table. Yes, actually, the Jasper table. I, I um, I'm not going to say one, I would buy one, but if I had the room and the money, yes. Yeah. So this one, just the table itself, the gaming table. It starts at seven hundred dollars, which is already a huge improvement. I mean, we're talking about a table, so a like, table, yeah. yeah. Um, but even with six chairs, the table topper, which is like a really nice—I mean, if you look at this table, it looks like a grown-up table, something you will put display in your house mm-hmm. when it's all set up. Like this is—you invite grown-ups to eat on this table, yeah, yeah. It's and like then after, it, it's and like after something- you get to know them, you flip it over, and then there's a game of Twilight Imperium under it. <laughs> <laughs> and when you get to know them, you, you get to show them your, the pleasure room or whatever. <laughs> and you just take the top off and it's like a game of Twilight Imperium or it's set up. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. So here's the thing. For the table, six chairs, and the topper, it's only $2,192. That's not as bad as the Wormwood. No, that's way, way cheaper. Yeah. But here's the thing. When you look out for, when you're looking, when you move into a new house, you're looking for furniture out there, like a really good table that the kind of tables that you pass down to your kids, Mm -hmm. like they're around this price anyways. Yeah. You know? So if you're a gamer like we are, this is a consideration. You might not even have to start with the chairs and get some cheaper ones and then add the chairs later. Yeah, I I, I would honestly say, like, you just get the table and then just get it, like, go like to Ashley's Furniture or something. You just get some chairs. You know what, <laughs> you know what I just noticed, though, which is funny because I'm on the website. What? They have a picture, like, a, of the table with a topper, and it's really nice set up, but it has mismatched chairs. Like, the chairs are, like, cheap ones you buy from, like, oh, rooms to, uh, no. from, like, Ikea. And I'm like, why are you doing this? You're not selling me on the full set. <laughs> You know, but you can buy like a, like a, like the little plastic 
white chairs because so, without the chairs, it's only a thousand dollars. Yeah, I mean, and 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 at the end of the day, you are buying a table. Like it's yeah. not like it's not like you can just play games on there. Like you can have right. like Thanksgiving dinner and crap like that mm-hmm. on it. So I mean, yeah, like, you, like like you said, you could pass it down to your kids or what have you. I'm, so. Like I'm legit when I move, I'm legit thinking of getting the Jasper. I don't you see know? why not. I mean, because it's it it could be one of those things like you get what you pay for. You know, mm-hmm. uh, like. Like get, getting a five thousand dollar table with, with all this other crap, like that's one thing. But getting like just a really good sturdy table that also yeah. doubles as the game table, yeah, I don't yeah. Why not. Yeah, and like it's funny because I was looking through Reddit to see if anybody has gotten the uh, the wormwood table, mm-hmm. and so people, yeah, I got mine. Whatever, blah 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 blah. And then they ask him like, oh, so how's shipping? How is that handled? And he was like, oh yeah, it was just two thousand five hundred dollars for shipping. And I'm like, just do that. What? <laughs> Where do you live? <laughs> Because apparently what they do is that the, the, the way they handle shipping is they're individual. So they like go, there's a set of people, they put it very carefully on a truck and then they drive it to your house. Mm-hmm. It's not like, it's not like a warehouse where they like ship it with everything else and they eventually get it, which I kind of understand, but like $2,500 just for shipping, like holy yeah. flipping fuck. Like you're talking, that's a lot. Just for shipping, you can get two Jasper tables. Yes, so, exactly. Yeah, one for me, one for you, Andrew. We're set. Yes, set. exactly. Just just for the price of shipping. But that's how we're gonna convince. That's how we're gonna convince the girlfriends. We're gonna be like, look, we're gonna buy this ten, fifteen thousand dollar table, but we decided to go really cheap with this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, I was gonna take out a loan, but I was thinking, what if <laughs> I'm gonna do a second mortgage on the house? But yeah. listen, third you know, mortgage, <laughs> third mortgage. But listen, you know, I'm you know, I, I'm thinking about us. You know, and our budget. This 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 fits more. Yeah. Um, but yes, there are gaming tables out there that are awesome. One of the ones I don't understand are the ones that are like coffee tables, because yeah. oh yeah, like the little like, square uh, ones. Well, no, they're actually pretty wide, but they're meant to be like they're low, like coffee tables. Oh, and I'm like, yeah. I'm not Japanese. I can't sit on the floor for that long. Or like, like I, that's something that's probably more sold for like people that are like sitting around a couch. But like for someone like me, like I. I have a bad back. I can't be mm-hmm. hunched over a table the entire time. Like, you know, I yeah. need like back support kind of a thing. Yeah. But no, that's yeah. No, that's all right. But like, yeah, I'm definitely thinking of getting that Jasper down. However, if you don't play your first game of D and D on a cheap twenty dollar Walmart poker table, like, are you <laughs> are you even a true like D and D player? Do you see that picture I sent to the group? Mm-hmm. Where, of like us playing for like one of the first times we played, and it, it was like, like a, sh- and it was like a four by four, like <laughs> the really shitty black ones that people would buy for poker or whatever, yeah. or like or like yeah. for like a cookout or something like yeah. that. <laughs> oh man, good times! We've come a long way. Oh yeah, it's, <laughs> we, we've come a long way. Um, but I mean, okay. So what if, what if you don't have the budget or? Your significant other won't let you get one of those dedicated gaming tables, and but you but you have hardwood tables, nice hardwood tables, and you have metal dice. So obviously you need something to roll it on. I'm talking about dice trays or dice towers. Which do you prefer? Hmm. I think I like the idea of dice towers, but the convenience of just a dice tray makes me want to just play with dice trays. Because dice towers are really cool, but like if everybody's fucking rolling a dice tower, it takes time to get down there. Like, clink, 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 well, clink, also, clink. also, a dice tower is loud as hell. Oh yeah, that's. <laughs> I mean, because what's I think I think we were playing, we were playing some session, 
And it was an online session. I'm like, hey, do you mind if I use my dice tower? I just got it. And you're like, yeah, sure. And I roll it. And you hear like, I'm like, all right. How big is this stuff? I'm like, all right, I'm going to put that away. <laughs> so, however. However, though. Oh, go ahead. I, if it's like a, if it's like a, like a table situation where everyone's there at the table, I would break out the dice tower because one presentation, presentation is important. Yeah. And yeah. also just the sound of like the D20, like rolling down the tower. It's like, it's like, Oh no, like anticipation, like kind of building. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can see that. Like I like, I like dice towers. I don't have a problem with them. It's just the, 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 the dice trays for me help a lot. Also, if, cause you could find some of these, um, gaming mats. So, you know that stuff that um that uh, mouse pads are made of? Mm-hmm. You can buy a table size of that. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Well, of course yeah. you can. Yeah. They, they, they use it in, like, game stores. They put it on top of the table, of the plastic tables mm-hmm. to make it more more um, comfortable for people to play cards. Um, you can buy one of those and just put it on top of your table. It's just black. You just roll it up, roll it up and just store it away. Right. But the thing I like about dice trays and, and dice towers is that you roll a dice and it stays there. Like right, it, doesn't, it doesn't roll off the table or anything like that because because yeah. nothing nothing really ruins the momentum more than oh shit wait where where my d4 go everyone check your feet yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> so, oh, well, also I always, I always had that rule if it didn't land on the table it doesn't count it doesn't count exactly and it was always yeah. like oh that's a natural 20 damn it yeah <laughs> it doesn't count sorry it has to be on the table ah. learn how to roll your dice <laughs> however oh man I have seen some really cool dice towers and I think that's that's one of the things I can give for like a plus one to uh, dice towers over mats or uh, trays is mm-hmm. that a tray at the end of the day doesn't really have that much by way of customization. Whereas a dice tower, I mean, all, all it is, is just like a tube <laughs> that dice go yeah. in and come out the bottom. So it, so anything cylindrical or like tower or anything like that based like you can make it your own and i i've seen some i've seen some really cool dice towers i don't know, I don't know if you've seen that there was some uh, i think it was on reddit somebody posted a dice tower that they made with like just pvc pipe mm-hmm. um but it was like almost as tall as i am and then on top of the table <laughs> and he like roll he rolled the dice and it was like, like, a, like a solid minute just click <laughs> Like what the hell? That would be that would be like like for like a death save or something like that. Uh, yeah. uh. It looked ugly as hell, but it was fucking hilarious. Now, what I like personally is the DM screen dice tower combo where where oh. where you have the dice tower at the end or better yet in the middle of the DM screen. And Isn't that what the what web DM has? I'm not entirely sure to be honest. It, with you. If I remember it has the um the drawbridge in front of the castle of the DM, mm-hmm. of the DM screen, and I think that's a dice tower. You just throw it through one side and. It goes oh really? Out. I yeah. I also really appreciate it if they do the DM screen dice tower combo. If they have it to where you can flip a switch and that determines where the dice is going to go, like like oh, yeah, I like, seen those. like one rolls behind the screen and one rolls in front of the screen to like kind of uh, like to like kind of show the players that like hey look I'm not fudging your rolls guys right 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 <laughs> yeah you know? I haven't seen that one it's like That's oh yeah cool. I'm gonna cast fireball and then you plunk like a handful of d sixes and you roll them out just so the players can be like oh no yeah <laughs> so, I haven't seen that That's pretty cool though oh I say I, I mean I, they're not like super duper common but it's more of like a um like a custom thing like you probably find like on uh, etsy or something like that like you're not you're not going to go on amazon and find it so nice yeah so what other what other accessories do you guys do you think hmm. of when you, what do you think tabletop gaming 
when I think tabletop gaming. Yeah, because we've gone through dice, we've gone through DM screens, uh, dice towers, dice trays, tables, even chairs. Um, what else is out there that can bring the... Bro, one thing that I always wanted to do, and I just don't have the money to do that, or the space really, is those crazy miniature builds of dungeons. Mm-hmm. Have you seen those? Yes. Yes, like the ones Somebody that... made like the the uh, Lost Mines of Andelver that that first Wave Echo Cave uh, area. Right. Somebody made the whole thing and with like the dungeon tiles and all Jesus. that stuff. That's, Dude, it's so good. That is something that's like that is super cool, but having played like not Wave Echo Cave. Wait. I might be confusing it, but there's like that's but depending on the size of it, like you might be spending a session, you know, like in this spot. You're like, oh, OK, it all is yeah. working. Now they're gone. <laughs> That's one of the things I can justify, like because we run a lot, a lot of modules or like all maps are pretty much already set. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can understand for people who make their own stuff, just buy like, a, like the pre-made dungeon tiles and then just make a dungeon out of that. Right. And then make that the official dungeon. But like for us that like. You know, if you make like the where you guys are right now in uh, in Avernus, like I will make that to spend like three hours making it. And then you guys don't even get like halfway through. Yeah. You know what I mean? Exactly. And well, then, like, what the fuck am I going to do with this? Well, also, also <laughs> until on, next session. Also, on top of that, if you if you like make the dungeon, it's kind of hard to not like it's kind of hard to not have areas like reveal themselves. You know, kind yes. of a thing. Yeah. So and then some people, some people put like uh, paper on top of it. Mm-hmm. But even then, you can kind of tell where the dungeon is going. Right. You like, know what I mean? Like, like, like you see like a really big part. Like, oh, we're obviously going over a mountain. The demon's <laughs> like, no. It's like wrapped perfectly in the shape of a dragon. Yeah. It's like nobody pay attention to this part of the dungeon. <laughs> it's a swan. It's a nice. It's a nice sculpture when you guys finish the dungeon. But if you guys don't have money for that kind of stuff, like I do, like I don't, I don't have money for that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, Dungeons and Dragons, uh, Dungeons and Dragons, Wizards of the Coast actually makes dungeon tiles. Yes, they do. Yeah, and they're great. I've <laughs> I used it once before we like fucking stopped playing on table. Of course, naturally. <laughs> like I bought like two of them for like the wilderness and like the dungeon and like whatever. But it's great. It's like a bunch of little square presets, and then all you have to do is just build a path as you go, and it's actually pretty useful. It's like twelve dollars for like a box filled with like a shit ton of them. See, now that's and you gr- can reuse them over and over and over again. Now that's great because I just tried to run Lost Minds of Fandelver a couple months back, and after using Roll Twenty for so long. Going back to theater of the mind is impossible. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard, dude. Yeah, it's 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 so difficult. And I, that was the first time in a long time that after DMing, I got a headache, like a really bad mm-hmm. headache. I was like, oh yep. no. <laughs> yeah, I haven't actually haven't had those headaches since I started playing in uh, Roll Twenty, and I think it has to do with that keeping track of everybody's position and everybody's actions in your theater of the mind. Mm-hmm. You know, and making hard. and making sure what your theater of the mind is translates to their theater of the mind, and yeah, yeah, it's just oh no, I'm sorry. Yeah. That's like, that's why like, um, I've been kind of hesitant to try Starfinder only because it's so map reliant. But also, mm-hmm. I'm kind of relieved because like I need the maps, so there's no <laughs> <laughs> like there's no way we can get around it. So I mean, talk, talk, if you don't have dungeon tiles though, um, Chessex has a great battle map. Um, which one side has squares, like a square grid, mm-hmm. and the other side has hex hexes. hexes. So you can use it for like 
whatever game you want you're playing at the moment. Okay. And is is what it rays. And make sure it's white erase because if you use dry erase, it's gonna stay there forever. No, no. Um, yeah, but you, you learn that. And if you're not sure, just grab the marker and in one little area, just like test it and wait a couple minutes because it will stain it will stain it really badly. But it's super useful. It lies flat and it's made of uh, like a vinyl type thing. It's not um, paper or like too plastically, so it doesn't like, like it doesn't like try to roll back up. Oh, okay. It actually stays flat, so it's pretty useful. And it's only like. I remember like 15 bucks. It's pretty big too. I, I would say those things are especially useful um, for people that are DMing for the first time. And yeah. or even like me who just doesn't want to deal with theater of the mind anymore. Dude, I think I think I think if I was doing tabletop, that would be an essential. Like before anybody gets there, I'll just put it on the table. Yeah. If I'm, we use it, we use it. If we don't use it, we don't use it. But like is there with like the grid system? Yeah. I mean I know yeah. I know five E has gone really strong in the whole theater theater of the mind thing, but I'm like, no. Yeah. It, it, at the end of the day, it is a tabletop. Like you need yeah. a map. Nah, you need we even even we, Yeah, even when we were playing um tabletop we were doing a lot of theater of the mind but then eventually we kind of started evolving into miniatures and even if it was just like the 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 cards like stacked up with like oh this one's levitating here oh this this book represents the mountain right like that helped tremendously to keep everybody like this is where i'm at yeah because one thing that always happened was like people would ask me like oh how far am i from this guy and i'm like i just told you like a round ago you know mm-hmm or it's just easy to forget because there's so many things happening or you can be like or it or you can like um, it helps you like prevent from like slipping up like be like oh how far am I, how far away am I in from town like oh like a kilometer or something like that you're like oh wait shit it's like it's almost like a fucking mile yeah <laughs> <laughs> so you know like it is yeah it, a visual representation is super important yes. so yeah talking about visual repre- representation another useful thing that you can have uh, for your I bought it for my players. Was the um, the arcane cards? Yes. Oh the, the, god. The class the, the class cards. Those things are a godsend. Yes, they especially are. Especially for especially for spellcasters. It is so. Everybody who doesn't know essentially is like you buy like the wizard or the paladin or the cleric, and it's a, a, a set of cards that are roughly the size of a magic card, but they're made of plastic, and it's just your, all your spells, every single spells. And essentially, you can make your like a physical uh, uh, spells spell book, like that you can physically see. Like I've used this one, so I'm gonna turn it over, or and they're all laid out for you. They all tell you the description. They all tell you like everything that it does, and it's so tremendously useful when you're doing tabletop. I, I, I don't even think it's like broken down that far in the classes. It's like arcane, divine, and something else, right? No, no, it's 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 per class, but for the spellcaster, there's a big old one that's just arcane, arcane oh, okay. arcana. Okay. Yeah, and that one you have the sorcerers, you have the sorcerer wizards, obviously they, they, they intertwine. Yeah, yeah, you have all those in there. Uh, but even so, for the fighters and the other like non uh, spellcasters, mm-hmm. there's a martial classes, and you can buy those, and it has all your feats. Not feats. I'm sorry, all your um. Abilities, okay. you know, like uh, like true not true side, uh, true not true strike, hunter's mark, or like all this kind of stuff that right. you get as for a class. That would, um, that, and it's it's really useful. That would actually be really cool for like if you have a player that is new, new, like brand new, never played before, but they want to play a spellcaster, like and and so you don't want to like deal with like spell levels or, or like you don't want to yeah. like you want like like a better like teaching method. Like you can like make like a grid, like okay, you have. Four level one spell slots, two level two spell slots, and one level three. 
these cards go here kind of a thing, but you can right. use these, you know, kind of a deal. So And they're very user-friendly. They have the big old number. They have the icon for each class, so you can't mix them up. Mm-hmm. You know, it's very, very useful. It's but those are great. Useful to the point that I would almost say they're essential. Like, it's like... I will say so, too. Like, if you are if you are a dedicated tabletop player, because obviously if you're online, you don't really need that much, but if you're a dedicated tabletop player, like, maybe, like, you go to Adventures League a lot... Yeah. yeah, definitely invest in those if you can find them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they, they sell out. Fair. Actually, they slow down a little bit. Oh, yeah. But on the other side of the screen, now there is the monster cards, yes. which I want. The monster and the, those. Don't they have a magic item one too? Yes, they have a magic item yeah. too. And they're great because one side has the description and everything about it. The other side has a nice little uh, um, visual representation of what it is. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing better to just show it to your players and like, look, you'll find this. Look how cool it looks. Mm-hmm. Because I'm a bad describer. I'm trying to work on that. But like describing things, like sometimes I just, oh, this thing looks way cooler than what I said. Right. So like having like an actual picture of it is super useful. I, and hold on, one more thing. Uh, not official. <laughs> Wait, uh, let me whisk- finish. <laughs> not official. I don't think it's WizKids. It's um, the deck of many. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've seen these. Oh, yeah, I have. The deck of many is the same thing for the spells and everything else, but they have that like old school holographic thing, so they look animated. Ooh. Yeah, so like let's say uh, Acid uh, acid Splash, it'll have a hand and it has like acid coming out of it and it has like that, what does it call it? Like the hologram from from when you were a kid. Yeah, holographic. It is like holographic, yeah, and then you move it and it shows you all (laughs) that stuff. It shows the the acid like hitting a guy, then like the flesh, (laughs) the flesh slothing off and sizzling, and I do like, And then that guy going back to his uh, family and the, the wife. And like half the scared. face is melted. And now the he has kid to, is crying and they have to leave in. And, and now, then he loses and, his home. And, and now, now he's has a homeless like, guy. Now he has to get like really expensive plastic surgery. But the insurance isn't covering it because it's cosmetic. And <laughs> <laughs> That's a hell of a holographic. Man. And he dies penniless. I mean, well, you have to turn it slowly. <laughs> so. Right, right, right. If you do it too fast, all you see is the splash and then him dying penniless yeah, on the yeah, street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All he sees is the hand and then, and then just him like on like a New York sidewalk with like a new paper for a blanket <laughs> <laughs> no but those are those are great that's a very good visual representation of that kind of stuff yes yes the, the deck of many <laughs> the deck of many really good stuff really good um, name too yeah so yeah, just short of being a copyright infringement yeah it's like, ah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, not quite the deck of a lot of things <laughs> <laughs> oh man um, what else? What else is there, Andrew? Um, I, th- I think I think that covers a lot of the stuff that 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 we use that we've used before and that we liked. Yeah, I um, I think that you know I think that pretty much covers it too. Um, but also like one thing I wanted to touch on with the monster cards, it's really neat to have that so that we'd be like, ooh, look at the monster instead of like <laughs> trying to hold the book and then awkwardly and cover then cover every- the stats <laughs> with your hands. Every DM has done that at some point. You're like, look at it, don't look at the stats, don't look at the stats. It looks like this, but. Don't, but don't, 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 no, nope. are trying to cover the AC because it's like the first thing they see. <laughs> oh, I see they have a weakness fire. No, they don't. Now they don't. <laughs> this is a uh, this is a a, a, a water scarecrow. <laughs> They're resistant to fire, actually. Yeah. Oh man. Oh, so good. But yeah, I mean, that's the kind of the things that can bring your tabletop experience to the next level. Hopefully, once COVID is all done, we can have a session together, man. We haven't done that in a long time. I would, uh, you know? I would honestly love to have just a good old fashioned tabletop session. You know, yeah. like somebody brings like, you know, snacks. <laughs> like there's like seven layer dip, yep. or something yes, like that. Some pesto, <laughs> pesto. <laughs> 
that's okay. I'll, I'll, I'll just learn how to make it. <laughs> no, it won't be the same. Trust me, I tried. <laughs> Anyways, but uh, but yeah, we should like you know once once COVID is done and you guys feel more comfortable doing things like even if you've been playing on Roll Twenty for a while, there's nothing better than like seeing your friends face to face and just having a good old time. You know, it doesn't have to be anything serious either. It can just be like a one off that somebody makes up on the spot. You know, like, I, as long as people are just having a blast. I was actually thinking about that. Like, why why tabletop is? I'm not saying playing online is like torture, but t- playing no, on table from it. Play, playing tabletop is more fun in a way. And I think the reason why it is is because the energy that yeah. is like infectious and like one person yeah. gets excited then we all get excited. We're like, ah! Yeah. <laughs> like next thing you know, we all start yelling and stuff. Yeah, like it's, it's very, very different and I, I miss it so much. Cause, dude. Cause like, we were, we were, we were planning some stuff to go to like uh, Heather's house and like do cyberpunk. Remember that? Yeah. Like, and then, you know, COVID happened and well, we, then someone we, had to eat a fucking now. bat and now here we are. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And half a year later, here we are. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, but like, but yeah, but um, I but I can't tell you how many times we've played a tabletop game, and it with you or like way back when with my old DM group, our D and D group, and it just kind of turns into like a weird shouting match. But like, no one, <laughs> no one's angry. We're just excited. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. It used to get really loud. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh man. Oh, um, yeah. But uh, that pretty much covers uh, a lot of this stuff, man. Like, yeah, like I said, I, and stuff like that. Yeah, I miss it a lot, and <sighs> it's expensive, but it's totally worth it. it. it it's it's, it's ex- okay. It's expensive, but it's not it's not as expensive as, as as other hobbies. Yeah, it could be worse. It could be Warhammer, Teresa. It could be- <laughs> okay. All right, I I could spend the same amount of money on books and a bunch of accessories at the same amount I could get for a starter set on Warhammer. <laughs> so keep that in mind. A she doesn't listen that you can to play, this. That, that you can play by yourself. Yeah, a a, a yeah. single five unit quote unquote army that you, will, you have to put it together and paint it. That you which will, is the fun part apparently. That you will get laughed out of the game workshop for yeah. bringing. So it's like, who do you think you are, you fucking noob? <laughs> Ew, he plays Imperial Guard. Gross. Oh. Oh. <laughs> It could be worse. Isn't that like the most expensive one to actually get into because you have to buy so many of them? Yes. Yeah. To actually like have like a quote unquote yeah. army. Actually, what is oh. there? There is like a race. that's like if you do play it, no one's going to like you. It's the Tau. If you play as the, the Tau, ta- it's the- like, why? They've been. Yeah. They, they've been like that's- super weak for so many editions. <laughs> oh, man. Um, that's for another episode. Anything- Ooh. What's up? Ooh. I got things for you, man. What? I almost forgot. Look at that. Do you remember a couple episodes ago where I put my uh, tinfoil hat on and I was like, hey, man, do you know about this like obelisk thing that are happening that are happening in every single adventure? I remember you asked me specifically if there's an obelisk in Curse of Strahd somewhere. Yeah. And I'm like, not that I'm aware of. Why? OK. And, and, and that may be that may be because uh, Strahd takes place in a, in a different plane, correct? Technically, yeah, it's like it's like the land ascended or descended right. to right. to the Shadowfell, right? So. so I was playing Storm King's Thunder, mm-hmm. and the first thing that pops up is this mysterious black stone in a in a in some town, and it's been there forever. Nobody knows what it does. Like, it was kind of like a like oh, I was stolen. You have to give it back, whatever. But like, it never led to anything, right? Like like a two thousand one 
Space Odyssey? Like? Kind of like that, yeah. Okay. And then we finished that adventure. Like, okay, cool. Wait a minute. And then we played. We played the adventure, and then Amon's oh, zooming on the stone as there's like <laughs> as there's like screeching violin yeah, slowly after, after blowing the credits, up. After the credits. <laughs> um, and then we played Tomb of Annihilation. Mm-hmm. And if you remember, at the entrance of the Tomb of the Nine Gods, there was this very strange obelisk, which had a plaque right in front of it, like describing the the entrance or whatever. Mm-hmm. But the obelisk itself was just weird magic, and nobody knew what it was. Well, recently I've been playing um, Out of the Abyss, and guess what we found? A black obelisk. A black obelisk, who, which was being studied by some creature, and doesn't know what happened to it or what it does. They're just trying to like get magic out of it. It's magical, and they managed they managed to get something out of it, but it's like nobody can explain what it is. There is not one in Waterdeep, however. There is one in the Dungeon of the Mad Mage. So Once again, technically in Waterdeep, not the event yeah. of Waterdeep, but in the city of right. Waterdeep. Once again, magic. Nobody knows what the fuck it does. It's weird. And then in Prince of the Apocalypse, there is one. Oh, how yep, about in, in the, uh, how about Horde of the Dragon Queen? That one uh, couldn't oh. find anything about it. I don't think there's one there. Or maybe maybe it's in Rise of Tiamat. Could be, but that one I couldn't find um, anything about it. I heard Princess of the Apocalypse is cool too. I want to run. I want to run. I that heard. One. I heard good things about it yeah. too. It's like it's a good, uh, not railroady, but like straightforward adventure. Yeah, I heard. I heard it was yeah. a very good like sword and board, you know, like fantasy kind of thing. Yep. Well, anyways, so you know, this this was like two like, a year ago or so that I first like stumbled stumbled upon this. I brought it up to you a couple times. But nothing played of it. Right. And then the other day, I'm on Facebook, and I get this ad article thing from uh, uh, Bold's Tabletop RPG Geekery. And it says, D&D, does, do Frost Maiden's spoilers reveal an upcoming meta plot? There's no spoilers here, by the way. Okay. And I was like, Black Obelisk. I have to find out what the fuck this is. The Black Obelisk. Apparently, in one of the spoilers... And I, I think I know who it was. It was this guy who was doing a uh, a, a, a read through of the book, mm-hmm. like talking about like different spots of it. Um, and somebody took a screenshot of a little section, you know, those little blue areas, like side notes on the on the panels. Yeah, the sidebars. Yeah. That says secret of the obelisk. Ooh. And it says somebody like decoded it and they unblurred it. And it says in this adventure, we learned that we learned the secret of the obelisk that have appeared in other fifth edition Adventures published by Wizards of the Coast, including Tomb of Annihilation, Waterdeep, Dungeon of the Mad Mage, and not to say the rest. The first group of these magical obelisks were crafted by a secret society of spellcasters called the Weavers. These obelisks could, uh, could alter reality on a grand scale, sending a region of entire worlds back to the early time, effectively erasing part of history. These obelisks were constructed to counteract the effects of calamitous spells and catalysts cataclysmic events an evil wizard named Vecna which by the way I thought it was a lady but it's a dude no Vecna's a guy huh Vecna's yeah, a guy yeah it's a guy I didn't know that but like the name I was like oh it's a girl anyways Vecna stole one such obelisk and used it to erase the obelisk creators from existence Vecna also stole the knowledge needed to create new ones the knowledge later came into the possession of the Netherese wizards which I don't know what the fuck that is who built similar obelisks of their own they believe that if some catastrophe dis- catastrophe destroyed their empire, the obelisk could help restore it. 
Unfortunately for them, most of these obelisks built to protect Netherrail were stolen or otherwise lost over time and were, and were records of their purpose and information about how to activate them. So essentially this is like a, all these obelisks all throughout the Forgotten Realms have been set up by an ancient um, set of wizards to reset times in case something yeah, happens. In case something happens. Now, so people are people are just like crazy speculating about what could what could it be? I bet you, including the fact that like, which I don't think is true, or I, I don't think so because it's way too popular right now. A way to introduce sixth edition. I, I that's actually what I was gonna. That's what I was gonna say because. <clears throat> Vecna is a big deal. Um, yeah. Um, for anyone that doesn't know, Vecna is was a lich. He was a wizard first, and then he was a lich. But he was a lich that was so powerful he he obtained uh, deity status just through yeah. like the power of his like magic and stuff like that. And so it's like he's a big deal. Like he like we're talking like Thanos level. <laughs> yeah. So this is probably I bet you anything based on what you said. The last published adventure for 5e will probably be something where you're going up against Vecna as probably it's probably gonna end with like the world like like exploding or like cracking open or something like that. And then yeah, sixth edition. <laughs> you know? So Yeah. And just so you know, you know, for our listeners behind the scenes, uh, um, there is stuff about Vecna in Vernus. You might or might not stumble upon it, but there is. And when I when I get my Rhyme of the Frostmaiden book, which should be two days from next now. week, no, no, it, no, no, I pre-ordered it, <laughs> so it should be coming either tomorrow or the next day. Um, oh yeah, wow, today's the thirteenth. Yes, yeah, Tuesday. Yeah, so it's the release um, day. When I get that, I'm not going to tell you a goddamn thing about it. <laughs> you, you just got to find out. <laughs> Damn it. Yeah. So I actually, okay, cause. I I've actually been like because. Cause what's it? I got it, and then like Teresa's like, "No, you're not. You are you gonna read it when you get it?" I'm like, "No, probably not." Because I just got off an adventure, and we just started. Like we literally just started one. Like we had our first session last week, but like then I was thinking about. It, I'm like, I'm gonna read it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, I've been seeing like little things here and there. Like you know how like D and D Beyond does the videos about the new adventures and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It sounds fucking epic. Oh man! Ran of the Frost Man. You should watch some of them. Like they, they start talking about some really cool stuff. I mean, I, I kind of do, and also like I'm gonna have the book in a couple of days anyway. So it's like that's true. Yeah, <laughs> you know. But there's nothing. There's nothing like you know hearing Chris Perkins describe a really interesting dungeon. There is that too. <laughs> you know, Chris, Chris, Chris Perkins' velvety tones could like soothe me to sleep. <laughs> so. I love you, Chris Perkins. <laughs> <laughs> I would pay good money to have Chris Perkins pay uh, whisper like sweet nothings to me while I while like I doze off. So yeah, uh, him, uh, yeah, dude. him or Jim Davis, one of the two. I need- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, man, the obelisk are finally like becoming a thing. It's so interesting because nobody noticed it. I noticed. I noticed only that the similarities of between the two adventures that I played at that time. Mm-hmm. But it, apparently, you know, somebody who's been playing since it was called Max started noticing that they were being obelisk like just laid around randomly for mm-hmm. no reason which is brilliant for like a writer to just i'm gonna leave this here yeah and then don't like kind of reference it a little bit but oh hey yeah. no the adventure's happening you gotta go uh, go in yeah, and shoot right. you know like, there's nothing here which i mean which yeah. is perfect because like a normal D group will f- completely forget 
like a little like detail like that, like a like a little throwaway line. So you know, so I'm pretty sure if there is something because this only shows that little like thing, but if there's something bigger in front of the of the rhyme of the rhyme of the Jesus Christ, rhyme of the frost man, you can do it. Um, I'm pretty sure that like Heather and all these guys are just gonna be like, wait a minute. <laughs> get flashbacks from uh, Tomb of Annihilation and uh, and Storm King's Thunder. <laughs> Don't touch the obelisk. Well, uh, touch it. It's full of stars. <laughs> I see everything. And then, and then, it, and then it, cuts, it's the, it's, it's, it cuts. It's the door from Full Alchemist. It cuts to like the Earth, and there's like and there's like a celestial baby like floating over like a two thousand one, and then like and then you're in a room where there's the obelisk, and now you're really old, and it's like it's a <laughs> You know, interpret it as you will. Yeah, you know, but whatever. Just remember D20 see if you survive that. Yeah, you don't. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, dude, I'm looking forward to Frost of the Rhyme Maiden. Frost of the Rhyme Maiden, okay. Frost of the Frost, the frost Maiden's Fro- spoilers. Frost of, the, frost of the Frosty Maiden. The fro- frost of the Frosty Maiden. Fro- Frosty, get, get your Frostachinos now from Wendy's. <laughs> Only $2.49 for... But yes, I'm telling you gonna be great and i can't believe like all this thing all these stuff that i noticed a while back is coming to fruition now just um, so you know i know i said i was gonna get the book but i know certain people in the group also want to run their adventures i'm in no hurry to dm <laughs> like so if 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 those people want to run their adventures go for it i'm not saying i don't want to dm but i am definitely using Avernus as a break <laughs> so, there you go <laughs> Much in the same um, way you use Curse of Strahd as a brick. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, speaking um, of other than, Wait, hold on. Okay. Oh, oh. Before we get into the, into that. Um, okay, good, good. I didn't want to talk about it. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Ice Windale is coming out this Tuesday. Yep. Uh, September 15th. It's going to be great. Um, I'm going to get it. I'm not going to read it, but I'm going to get it because the limited edition book cover, it is beautiful. I just... Um, okay. <laughs> Now that I gifted my player's handbook, there's a nice little spot for a new book. I thought you, I thought you were going to get the limited edition player's handbook. I can't find it. It's like $300 for oh, like a new copy. I'm like, fuck, yeah. That's like, eh, okay. I'll just buy a regular one. Yeah. Um, but there's another thing coming out, which is pretty neat. And it was literally announced the day after we recorded our last Of course episode. it was. Of course it yeah. was. Is the new Dungeon Master screen. There's a new one? Oh, wait. So yeah, for- I send you the... Wait, is this for Rhyme of the Frostmaiden? This is for... No, no, no. No. Well, it could be. I mean, it's, it's just Dungeons Master Screen Wilderness Kit. Oh, that's right. That's and right. It, that's right. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. A lot has happened <laughs> these yeah, past and couple it's, weeks, uh, so... It's, it's, uh, it's a new, it's a new um, EM screen, which is funny. We were talking about the EM screens. Uh, but it features uh, two dragons flying on, like, what seems to be, like, um, snowy mountains and, like, green forest. Okay. Pretty neat. Uh, but it comes with five dry erase sheets featuring hex maps and food and water trackers. Whoa. That, yeah. Nobody ever thinks of food and water. That's that's yeah. like one of the first things next to like um, like equipment, like load. Yeah, or that, coin, coin weight. <laughs> yeah, exactly. People are like, eh, that's fine. Just like. But, yeah, fine, whatever. Yeah. No, no, no. If, um, if, if you're doing a wilderness game, yeah, food and water. You better start, yep. you know. And it has a, a rules reference for wilderness chases, wilderness journeys, and the actions you can take in combat and stuff like that. So maybe um, Rhyme of the Frostmaiden will have more it wilderness has, it, stuff. It has. It, it is. It, blah, 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 blah. it does have like new things about like survival and stuff like that. It might not be as intense as you want it to be, but it might feature some new rules. I mean, it would make, stuff. to be perfectly honest with you, it would make sense if 
Rhyme of the Frostman did have more wilderness rules because this is supposed to be like, like, um, Icewind Dale's like, uh, not isolated. Well, kind of isolated, like cut off from civilization, right? Yeah. 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 They're their own little 10 cities, I think is what it's called. Yeah. Or eight cities. So, I mean, so it would make sense that, like, hey, we have to get to this place that, like, only like the local natives go to kind of a thing. So, how, yeah. how do we get there? Okay. You see those trees? Go. <laughs> <laughs> it's going that way. Yeah. If it starts getting cold, you're going the right way. Yeah. <laughs> if it gets really cold, you've gone too far. Kind of back up a bit. Yeah. <laughs> like, so. Um, but then, uh, then besides that, there's uh, 20, 27 cards that make it easy to keep tracks of conditions, initiative, and environmental. So you get to hand those out to your players so they can keep track of like what's happening to their characters. That would be really neat pretty. if they did have more conditions based on... Um, wilderness stuff like oh you have frostbite so you know like your movement is slowed down or something like that because you get or right. enough uh, yeah you know what I mean <laughs> it, it so. could it could be um not not many that many not that many more details but it's interesting that it's coming out uh, alongside is it yeah uh, no this is coming out uh, November seventeenth oh okay. so it, which I mean th- to be fair that's usually around the time where people start running the adventure because people have to prep for it right only maniacs that buy the book and run it right away. Yeah, um, only sociopaths do that. Yeah, <laughs> so. like most people are already like either like finishing another adventure or something going on. Like, but yeah, but that's coming out November seventeenth, and it's uh, one of the new items um, for this year. I wonder if there's gonna be another book. We talked about Tasha's hideous laugh. I mean, Tasha's hideous. <laughs> Tasha's hideous Tasha's cal- cauldron of everything. Tasha's hideous cauldron. <laughs> yes, uh, that one. Uh. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! Oh no! Uh, but yeah. <laughs> So that's coming out soon. That's one of the newest uh, news. Oh, another news related to Dungeons and Dragons. D&D Beyond has been doing uh, new customizable skins for your characters. I know we don't use D&D Beyond, uh, but essentially the way you look at your character, you can customize the way it looks. So it's like, let's say you are a wild magic sorcerer. You can put like little frames and stuff around it that like looks very like wild magically like. So it's a little bit more unique. Pretty okay. interesting. Cool. Comes with some digital dice because now you can roll digital dice in uh, D&D Beyond. And those are themed as well. Um, so pretty neat stuff. All right. That's cool. Um, other than that, I don't think I have any more news D&D related. Did you have anything new? Mm-mm. No, sir. All right. Now let's talk about the greatest session of all time for Andrew. Andrew. So we will play the first official session of Descend into Avernus. Mm-hmm. How did that go for you, my friend? I wouldn't know. I was dead for most of it. <laughs> <laughs> Just to give you guys a little bit of a backstory, I'm like prepping for this stuff and I'm watching uh, Roll 20% and he's prepping for it. Uh, Adam is prepping for it and he's like, hey, you know, this seems really intense for a, le- a party of level one characters. You know, like this looks very, very, very harsh. Sure enough, the characters died there in his run. Some of his characters died, and no, then they died. They went down, and uh, the main girl, Tarina, that you guys were gonna try to talk to, she died as well. Um, so I was like, "Man, this is really like, this is really intense for a, a party of level ones." And I text Andrew, I was like, "Hey, Andrew, so the first encounter is really like it's set to deadly, and I think even more than deadly if that's possible." And he's just like. Don't worry about it, man. Don't pull any punches. Yep. Just go with it and see how it rolls. I'm told, like, okay, you. I told I was you like, verbatim. Yeah. I have a challenge for you, good sir. I want you to kill one of your players. <laughs> hey, I, I, I took your I took your gauntlet and I <laughs> I threw it back at you, sir. <laughs> yeah, you did. You, you took a roll. Oh my god! I can't fucking pull. So. So, you know, I'm running it and we do the first things. And the, the very first thing they have to do is go to the Elfin Song Tavern. 
Um, and they have to find this girl named Tarina. And uh, they do find her. And when they do find her, nine pirates show up and a pirate captain. Or I'm sorry. Well, they're pirates, but they're bandits and a bandit captain um, show up to fight these guys. Andrew, uh, how did your first attack go? <laughs> it didn't. <laughs> All right. Andrew. So, so, yeah, go ahead. so just to give a little bit of context, I, I was following Heather's lead. Because she was like, you know what? I'm going to get out of my comfort zone. I'm going to play a class I never played before. So I'm like, okay, you know what? That sounds great. I'm going to do the same thing. Racing class I never played before. Playing as a changeling rogue. Naturally, I spend probably a little bit too much time on the backstory. Um, but I'm like, okay, I'm going to be a rogue. I'm going to be stealthy. I'm going to hide behind this banister. And the first person that comes up, I'm going to ready my action. I'm going to stab him with my dagger. And I do that. And I roll an 11. <laughs> <laughs> and the guy just stops my dagger, turns it around, and stabs me with it. Does the exact amount of hit points that I have. I go down. The rest of combat starts. Um, Howard's character. What's Howard's character's name? I forget. It's like. Uh, Oren. Oren. Yeah. Oren greases the floor, which saved our lives. Oh, my God. <laughs> if, we, if we would have done that, man, you guys would have all gone down. And then Armanda's character, Glyph, is like, okay, you know what? I'm going to use Shockwave. And Thunderwave. Thunderwave, sorry, my bad. And he says, I'm gonna use Thunderwave. And when he says that, the entire table, quote unquote table, goes silent. <laughs> and you can see Heather just trying to hold back her laughter. She's trying to laugh. My eyes are bugging out. <laughs> and and he's like, Why? Why don't I do this? I'm like, it's fine, just do it. <laughs> because I'm it's like, you're fine, dude. You're doing great. Just do your thing. Because I'm well within the blast radius. He does that. A druid that just shows up or was like was like was in the tab tap room was like, you know what? I'm gonna do Thunder Wave too. And so I'm like, okay, so that's too fast. Well, hold on, hold on. Cause I was like, I was like, cause she gets pushed back and she's like, oh man. My buddy who was telling me his fairy tales about his god is dead. Which was me. So I'm going to I'm gonna do... Yeah, he was pointing at Andrew. He's like, I'm going to do thunder. And I stopped. And I'm like, wait, no, maybe I shouldn't do that. That's kind of mean. And then Andrew's like, Andrew's like, just do it, man. Don't worry about it. Just just do your thunder wave thing. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to do... A, uh, I'm going to roll a d2. If it's a 2, I do it. If it's a 1, I don't do it. Sure enough, I roll a 2. And, um, and I cast thunder wave. <laughs> <laughs> so that's two failures for me. I rolled two successes. Um, Alex's character also went down, but he like immediately got back up. He was fine. Yeah. By the way, um, I died before like initiative was even rolled. So literally the entire my entire combat experience. Right, so your, first, your, your first attack was a surprise attack. <laughs> yeah, and it failed. And then and then the bandit captain rolled like super high, and I just died. Um, so my entire combat experience was just me rolling death saves. Yeah. <laughs> so I had two successes, two failures, and I'm like, all right, it all comes down to this. And I hit the death save button, and it rolls an eight. And I'm like, for, <laughs> for, and, and, and there are obviously people going like, ooh, and stuff like that. Oh, and I just, I just put my hands up, and I just sit back, and I'm just like, wow. First fucking <laughs> session. <laughs> oh man! It, <laughs> I told you it was a deadly encounter. I felt like it was too harsh. You told me to no hold back, and then you told me to to freaking that uh, do the thunder wave without. 
to be fair, I was playing a class that I never played before. Right. You know, like, yes, I know we went over in the Rogue episodes that they are kind of squishy, but slippery at the same time. However, their slipperiness doesn't really happen until, like, level two. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, this is, that's the other thing. This is level one. Yeah. And then you have a bandit captain and nine bandits. Yeah. Eight bandits. And, and the thing about it was is that the bandit captain shows up and not all the other bandits just kind of pile in the room. So it was like, because I was at where the entrance was, but it was like a bottleneck. That's why the grease yeah. works so well because they bottlenecked in. But because I was pretty much at the entrance of the room, I was pretty much boned. Like if I moved, they were going to get a tag of opportunities. And then it was like three, it was like three people that I could have moved away from. And it was going to be three attacks. I'm like, ah, you yeah. know what? I'm just going <laughs> to, it was, it was very much like a, uh, I learned my lesson <laughs> kind yeah. of thing. Hey, so. to be fair, Oren, Oren's grease spell fucking saved you guys. And um, Glitz, which is a new guy, by the way, uh, used a thunder wave. Very effectively. He killed like three, four guys in the first go. He killed. Because he rolled, he rolled almost max on that uh, damage He roll. cleaned out the room and sent the bandit captain tumbling down the stairs, which <laughs> bought us a little bit more time. So. Yeah, that's the other thing, too, because like he, the, the bandit captain kept falling in the grease. And like the whole thing is like you have to do a dexterity saving throw, uh, a dexterity save to see if you stand up. Yeah. Uh, if you don't, you go prone. But then next turn, you have to use your movement to get up and then use dexterity saving throw to see if you stay up. Right. Because of, because you finish your turn there. It was that. Um, it was the prone thing, but also the druid did entangle. Oh, which, it was. It which was. Ma- it was. Yeah. Yeah. Which made the area difficult terrain. Difficult terrain. So not so so even if they. Um, even if they weren't prone, they didn't have enough movement to get out of the grease. Yeah. So it was definitely like a combo thing where it was like this weird, like Charlie Chaplin, like whoop, 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 yeah. whoop thing happening. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> and then freaking, that uh, was Heather's character's quintessence. She just had like a massive mace and she was just like popping skulls. Yeah, just like, popping them. Right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it was great, Andrew. Good job. You did fantastic. That's okay. I role played being dead really well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So. Uh, it was so good and then I will say you guys to go watch it go watch the we have it on YouTube and we have it on our Twitch to watch the episode it was pretty brilliant but the second part of it was you guys were into went into a dungeon and then Twitch crapped out and our stream got cut off yeah. without me knowing so we played like the next hour with that stream Twitch crapped Sucks. out Roll20 started crapping out yeah. on us so I think I had to do a lot with my internet dude like something happened it was also like the Thundering outside, mm-hmm. so yeah, probably it, something. It was storming pretty bad over here too. Yeah, so um, but yeah, but great, it was good. A great kickoff. <laughs> By the way, I'm not holding back with anything else because you guys, even though you died, you managed to kill that that encounter. So <laughs> yeah, it only downed two of us and killed one of us, but yeah, we crushed it. <laughs> hey, you did. It's still though. <laughs> I see this as an absolute win. <laughs> <laughs> Well, this is now level. You guys are all now level two. Yeah, so somehow, saying. somehow, me coming back from the dead makes me like <laughs> level up. You level. You, you learn a lot by going into the afterlife. I, I did. I was there for a while. <laughs> <laughs> I just love the fact that through the whole fight, your buddy was just being sling left and right. Yeah, just being thrown around. <laughs> <sighs> I deserve uh, it. Was- I deserve it. <laughs> That's what I get for you know being like, wait, I don't have heavy armor. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's a, that's a big change. You're not wearing your uh, super uh, protective gear. Like, like, wait, why did I do this? I don't have my candy dodge yet. 
<laughs> oh man, it's fine. It's fine because it's it's just level one. Yeah. So you guys, you guys did great. But um, that is all we have for you guys today. Andrew, do you have anything else? Nope. <laughs> great. Didn't want to listen to your stupid voice anyway. Fine. I didn't want to listen to yours anyways. It's like nails on a chalkboard. Wow. I mean, it's true, though. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, uh, you guys, thank you for listening to another one of our episodes. Uh, Make sure to follow us on anywhere that you listen to uh, your podcast on. Um, Leave us a review, some comments. See what you guys like to listen. (laughs) Leave us a comment. Like for us to talk to you about next. Leave us a comment. But if it's mean, I'm not going to read it. Yes, well, and as always. Uh, well, I mean, I'll probably read it and then I'll feel bad because I'm like, yeah, they're right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and as always, keep on gaming, keep on adventuring, and uh, may your roles be ever in your face. Yeah, family. wash your face, don't touch your hands. Touch your hands, don't wash your face. Yeah, don't wash your face. Wait, what? You don't need to. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, you guys have a good night, and we'll see you in two weeks. And uh, join us Wednesdays on twitch.tv to see our gaming group play that was weird <laughs> see our gaming group try <laughs> try <laughs> then we might not die again so we'll, we'll find out we haven't even gotten to the part where we go to hell and one of us died just the fucking city killed us <laughs> <laughs> yeah alright you guys have a good night we'll see you in two weeks bye bye, bye.